Hello and welcome to Super Lady Hero Hour. We have a big episode for you today. I am Yel Teagle. I'm joined as always by KB. Hello, KB. Hello, hello. Uh, thanks everyone for joining today's show. We have so much to talk about, but before we get into The Flash, Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow, and Superman and Lois, let us dive into some news. Ugh, I'm so excited for everyone to see this in case you haven't already. We have um, Batwim, Batwing making an appearance on Batwoman. Um, we have a photo. Where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> Well, while you're pulling that up, I can just say, you know, last week, uh, you know, Yell was a little bit concerned about whether or not Luke would make it out. And I said, listen, he is destined to be a superhero and they are giving it to us. They are giving it to us, you know, um, by season's end. So I don't know which episode exactly. And I don't think they revealed that, but definitely by season's end, we will see Luke suit up as Batwing. This is incredible. I'm super excited for Cameras. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that uh, he survived so we could get Batwing. How are you feeling about this? I also really like this suit. I think it's dope. Like, yeah, I agree. The suit is incredible. Um, I'm glad that Luke survived. You were totally right. Um, I yeah, I'm really excited. I thought I'd read that it was in the season finale, but maybe you're but maybe I misread and it was by season finale. Um so yeah, I can't wait to see it. I'm excited. I mean he's always been Team Batwoman, so I'm excited to see him actually right. Team Batwoman. Um I think hopefully hopefully we get Luke some training because mm. you know, Luke is not skilled in martial arts currently. Um, so I'm hoping that plus, you know, the little bit of the the plant injection that he received, which we're going to talk a little bit about in today's episode. But I'm hoping the combination of both will prepare Luke to get out on the streets of Gotham and kill it. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what is the next news we have? OK, so DC's Blue Beetle, uh, which this has been floating back and forth. But finally, a decision was made. DC's Blue Beetle will be on HBO, uh, HBO Max, HB Max. That's HBO. what it feels like in my head. Yeah. HBO Max, um, strictly now. So unfortunately, it will not be heading to theaters as originally intended. It's just going to strictly be on HBO Max. So I'm still excited that we get a Blue Beetle feature, um, but sad that you know they're not going to do a theatrical release. And they were saying in the article that that's due to this new Discovery merger, which also, this logo sends me. I'm like, is this the real logo? Because I keep thinking it's not the real logo. I keep thinking we're going to get a new one, but it apparently we're not. Um, but yes, so I am I am this Warner Brothers Discovery merger, which felt like it came out of nowhere, and I still don't quite understand it, but not all things are for me to understand. Um, I'm still excited that we're going to get DC's Blue Beetle, but you know, now it'll just be on HBO Max. So... So, 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 so. No problem. No problem. I was trying to pull up the logo. It's okay. It's there okay. It is. This this logo. This yes, is that logo. About. It's crazy because I I keep thinking it's gonna change, and yet it does not. Because this logo feels like 1992. It does. It it like really. What it does remind me of, like seeing one of the first Michael, Ke like seeing the Michael Keaton Batman film, yes. I feel like I would have seen that logo. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like it would fit perfectly with that. Yeah, that 
Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm, this is not the first uh, film that is being now, or was announced as an HBO Max only feature film, which I think is super odd, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, And of course, you know that we will be discussing it here on Super Lady Hero Hour. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So, oh, and they did announce DC Super Pets. So that's not something we had, but I am curious to see what this is going to look like. And it is still going to have um, a theatrical release and an HBO Max release. So we, I guess we're going to find out what DC Super Pets is going to be all about. You know we're going to talk about it. (laughs) Yes. We have already discussed how we are definitely going to talk about it. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) All All right. right. So... Before we dive in uh, to all of the TV shows for this week, this is another full spoiler warning. So let's dive into Superman and Lois. So here's the quick cap for episode eight, Loyal Subjects. Lois, Chrissy, and Clark team up to piece together the significance of Smallville to Morgan Edge. How did you feel about this episode? To me, this episode moved the plot more than any other episode we've had. That's so funny that you say that because I did not like this episode. Well, I mean, we got to the end and we finally got the answers. We <laughs> did get the answers. Um, I This was the, the, the like big reveal was not a surprise. Um, and uh, I think this whole, every episode, Jordan being like, I have a new power. Every episode, like, it feels like they were like, what if we do kind of monster of the week, but instead it's power of the week. And instead of actually dealing with it, it hurts him. Every one of them hurts him. Well, um, I actually liked the episode. Okay. I think there were some things that were not surprising. So like Kyle getting power is not surprising that we've been building towards that. Kyle going behind Lana's back to enroll in Edge's program. Not surprising. Right. Um, you know, the issues with Kyle, Lana, and their daughter have been here from the beginning, so that makes sense. I think the reveal of them being brothers, of Morgan Edge and Clark being brothers, was a surprise. Them being related wasn't a surprise, but I didn't expect them to be brothers. And so for them to kind of incorporate this new story, because as we saw for the previews of next week, we see Morgan is like, my brother chose peace and he chose a different path and I I did not. And so, mm. you know, this whole scenario is going to be dynamic, is going to be really interesting to me because it's also interesting, you know, Clark um, in this series and kind of based on what we've seen thus far, obviously has no siblings. So to find out that you have a brother is quite jarring. And then also to find out that he's actively trying to kill you and your family and create an army of superpowered people to essentially take over the human race. Um, you know, families are complicated. And uh, Clark didn't really sign up for this, especially right after his mother's death. So on one hand, I actually do like the dynamic of Clark having family because he he really has no one else outside of like Lois and their kids. Um, and he can't trust Lois's father. So there's that. Right. So it's nice that he does have family, but it sucks that this family's trying to murder you. It's like, oh, I mean, he had this cousin, obviously, but right. clearly they don't talk anymore. And <laughs> I have no idea what's going on on Supergirl. Right. So and clearly neither does Clark. So right. it's it's whatever. so funny because I 100 percent interpreted Morgan Edge's as brother, not 
literally. <laughs> I don't know why I interpreted it not literally. Um, and I'm expecting it to be a reveal that he's a Zod. Like I'm, I'm mm. expecting this to be a Zod situation and I don't like it. I don't care for it. Um, mm. I, Morgan edge was up until this point, a bad guy human. And I was into that and he was from this earth and I was into that. Um, and so now we, you know, after John Henry irons being from another earth, this this is another Kryptonian in theory. Like, I, I didn't want that. I didn't want it. <laughs> you know, the only reason why I took it literally is because of the trailer for next week. And when mm. they showed the flashbacks of them being kids, I was like, oh, I, I think that they mean his brother in the literal sense right. and not just in the, you know, like them being kids running through the woods and like switching paths. And I, I think that they mean, I don't necessarily think he's his odd. I think he's his actual brother. I mm. was kind of where we're headed. Um, and a lot of that, again, just has to be what I'm predicting based on that trailer and what we sure. saw. But um, you're right, I actually do kind of, um, so on one hand, again, I like the idea of Clark having family again, but even though it's like, ah, um, I am okay with human beings just being villains and not right. necessarily like him having to be an alien to be a villain. Um, cause that's not necessary, but child, I guess we're going to find out because you know, they're, they're committed to it. And so right. we need to know, I mean, we all know it's not going to end well for Morgan edge. Like, I mean, I think that we can assume that, or mm. <laughs> it's going to be a, it's going to be a scenario like we have, on Supergirl with the Luthers and Edge will be around for every season. I hope not. I'm hoping not too, because I would prefer that we like got rid of this villain and moved on to another one. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. So I, I actually enjoyed the episode because I was like, okay. And actually I really liked Clark being a, a reporter again, because remember I said last episode, yeah, like, I was like, really? He'd just be at home with those kids. Yeah. But they go to school and then he's just kind of like packing lunches and he's living a more domestic life. And I like that Lois was like, actually he was a reporter and we should use him. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you should. And so I appreciate that. Now I will say the one confusing bit about this episode, I understand why they need the people of Smallville, but I don't understand why we put that in the show. I don't know. Like, yeah, it was a weird choice. Um, yeah, because they were like, we're going to uncover it. And this is what we've uncovered. And I'm like, I'm still yeah. not this still not. I'm like, okay. I mean, like, sure. But like, no, right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just All kind right. of like, yeah, what it is. well, let's rate this episode here on Super Lady Hero, Super Lady Hero Hour. We rate everything on a scale from poop to kittens. Where's that button? Uh, so we are rating Superman and Lois. Uh, KB, what are you giving it this week? This is so large. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm rating it a kitten because I had a good time and I like the reveal in the end. And I want to see kind of where this progresses. Um, again, I think Kyle was the least surprising right. element. Like, like, he has very much been talking about how he is filled, he is felt, excuse me, uh, unfulfilled in his life and how he wants to be better for his family. And so of course, you know, if you pull something away from someone and you tell them no, and if you hide things like Lana did, then they're just gonna keep searching right. for them to do exactly what Kyle did. And he took the catnip. So here we are. 
Um, but I'm curious to see kind of where we're headed for sure. Um, and I do like that Lois and General Lane um, came to an understanding, you know, like I appreciate that Lois is not afraid to tell her father that he was a terrible parent. Just yeah. she's not afraid to be completely honest and transparent about the fact that he failed at parenting. And that also impacts how she parents because she doesn't want to be like him. Mm -hmm. And so I like that she's able to freely have these conversations, whether or not he always receives what she says. It's not necessarily the point, because I feel like last night's episode was the first time he actually heard what she was saying. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, I uh, am going to give it a spoon. I was not such a big fan. I think the Kyle reveal was super obvious. Um, I, again, don't care that, don't care for Morgan Edge being not human. Um, but I did like, honestly, Lois's detective work. She's great at what she does. Um, so she really is what redeemed this episode for me. All right. Uh, predictions. Anything you wanted to add? Um, listen, they're brothers. I think we're going to get a, a true origin story. A Morgan Edge origin story is kind of where we're headed mm -hmm. and why he's the way he is. Because I think that that is still wildly unclear. Like, why do you want to build this army? What is the point? I mean, apart from like world domination, but everyone wants world domination. So like, is there something behind this? And it can't be money because like Morgan's actually the only person here who has money, which I'm constantly saying because Clark has no job. Lois <laughs> works for free. Morgan has an established business <laughs> and technically is contributing to economic stimulus in Smallville. I see. So he is the only one with the job. So I, I'm like, okay, well, what else are we gonna do, Morgan? Like you already are wealthy, mm. you have powers. I'm confused about kind of like what you want out of life. It seems like you have everything. Well, I'm predicting uh, that John Henry Irons returns because otherwise, what the hell was the point? What was the point? Yes, I mean, he has to come back. I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move it along to Legends of Tomorrow. Hold on, I'm typing. There it is. Um, Legends of Tomorrow. Here's the quick cap for episode five, The Satanist's Apprentice. Astra gets a chance to learn real magic while Sarah meets Bishop and learns what he intends. Uh, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was boring. <gasps> wow. I yeah, I was not into it at all like i watched it a few times actually and still just to make sure that it just wasn't a fluke and every time i was bored and so i was I'm just like shocked. yeah this was not the episode for me at all um you know all of the back and forth with astra and constantine uh the racist neighbor which i also just kind of felt like we didn't actually need the racist neighbor. Sure. I understand having the racist neighbor because of the time period that we're in. Um, but the race, the racist neighbor kept appearing and let me do this and let me take this off your hands. And why would someone like you need it? And right. I just kept thinking, we don't need this dialogue in the middle of this episode. So I agree with you. The racist neighbor didn't make sense. Also, I, what time period were we in? Um, I, I mean, right. Also, that wasn't inherently yeah. clear. So. Um, I 
really loved everything else. I think Astra's storyline, I was kind of annoyed with, especially because literally the magic that she was taught was change this into this. Great, you've learned this. Now I'm going to teach you another spell that is the same thing. Great, I'm going to teach you a third spell that is the same thing. And for whatever reason, the two second spells were temporary, but the first one was permanent. So why did we need the other two? That's my own question. But I absolutely loved that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it was a cartoon. She was a princess. Yeah, and it became like Beauty and the Beast slash like the Princess and the Frog for me. Like yep, I, like it was like a combination of both. And I was like, what's happening here? Honestly, and the talking, the talking objects, and then the the cartoon version i had so much fun um and the knowing that this episode was directed by katie lots and that she had to direct this is hilarious this wild animation that yes i i had such a good time um and found it so entertaining that said all of the sarah stuff which as we know if you've watched super lady hero hour i'm impatient and want answers so we get all of these answers and i'm like this is stupid <laughs> literally dumb like it makes no sense and i don't care and i'm trying to figure out what it means for the rest of the season like right the whole time yeah this version of ava that we have i'm like whatever you know sarah and bishop finally meeting and and you know sarah's like oh yes i can take down bishop right but no you can't because you guys are connected yeah <laughs> so i had a great time for most of it you did not mm -mm. no Oh, then should we rate it? <laughs> we should rate it. I, I, you know, the animated portion wasn't terrible for me. Again, I'm still kind of like, I don't understand how we fused Beauty and the Beast with the Princess and the Frog. Uh, you know, here we are. Um, because Constantine firmly belongs in like Princess and the Frog. And then, well, obviously so does Astra. But then, I don't know. Yeah. So it was a weird thing. But for me, I don't know. It was a poop. And not it, not because of the direction. It's just literally the storyline. I thought I just don't care for this. Like, and I want Astra to have more agency. Mm. I want to know more about Astra. I want her to come into her own. I want her to do a lot more things. But I just felt like this didn't stick the landing for me. So, how about you? How did you feel? I'm giving it a kitten. Um, I really enjoyed it. And honestly, I was very confused at the beginning when we talked, when Astra was like kind of useless. And I and I appreciated the way that it went where um, what Crowley in the, in the picture was like, weren't you like the queen? Like, weren't you ruling hell? And now you're kind of useless. And I liked her explanation of, you know, I, I'm essentially starting over. And the fact that when she was on the phone, they were like, you're 15. I was like, oh, everything makes so much sense now. So I really enjoyed this episode. I had a really great time. Um, and I I mean, this show so far this season has not led me astray. Listen, I it's leading me astray because you know how I feel about storylines being tied to the end. And yes. I'm like, where are we headed? Sure. What does this mean? So, um, but for the most part, most of the episodes I've, I've really enjoyed. I mean, again, I loved, loved, loved the American Idol-esque right. <laughs> episode. It was so fun. I loved it. Um, and I want to see more from Astra because I do think Astra is a compelling character. Yeah. I just want more. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right. Any uh, predictions? So uh, hopefully that Astra gets more shine and, you know, 
gosh. It's really hard with an ensemble this large mm-hmm. to, you know, like manage and navigate individual characters. So I am hoping that Astra gets more shine as the season continues. What about you predictions for I the next episode? I think she's going to jump back on the ship. I think she's going to realize that all of these problems are because she chose not to be on the ship with them. Like her needing a job mm. and to make money to buy food. Like you don't need that if you were on the ship with them. Get, get right. That's on true. The ship. It's taken care of. <laughs> so well, I, how? Because no one has money. So we don't know. And also we're in like 98 different time periods on a given cha- a day. But here we are. They can fabricate They don't need food. money. They can fabricate money. Right. They just do everything on the ship. But also this ship should take some sort of energy source or fuel source to travel through time. Who's paying for that? It's belief. I just, I it always runs know on belief. For what. It runs on love. Yep. And uh, adventure, hopes, dreams, aspirations. <laughs> I love it. All yeah. right. So next, let's talk about The Flash. Here's the quick cap for the 15th episode. Goodbye, Vibrations. So Cisco and Camilla tell the team that they are leaving Central City. Barry, Iris, and Caitlin don't have much time to digest the news because a new version of Rainbow Raider strikes and OG Team Flash must join together one final time. How did you feel about the Carlos Valdez exit episode? I was disappointed. Um, honestly, I think that storylines about someone leaving and then people like trying to not make you feel bad about your choices and then you being mad that they aren't going to miss you no we no we've moved so far past this you know better you know these people you know they're going to miss you um him being upset that the flash packed things up for him like you know he's trying to help you know that he's doing it out of the kindness of his heart um so i felt like that whole thing was really obnoxious um i don't i definitely get like cisco being bummed that he's leaving but knowing it's the right call so that would have been more interesting but we didn't need all of that other drama and as for the villain um of this episode she didn't do any like she wasn't she wasn't that bad also i'm kind of sick of this villain 2.0 why are there not enough villains in the flash? <laughs> Why? What about you? So first off, I agree. I do not need a 2.0 version of the Right. I said this since the season began. I also do not need a conscious version of a villain. I guess that's the best way to put it. I don't need a villain that's not actually a villain and that is a good human being. Rainbow Raider is a good human being. You know what she did? She took money from banks and gave it to people in need. Why is that? That's not villainous in any capacity, which is why she's going to end up working for the city. In the end, that's the deal. You do your time, and when you get out, you get to work for the city. So it is a prison-to-job pipeline, Mm -hmm. I guess, is what just occurred on The Flash. I know that The Flash is known for not killing but I need some villains. So here's the thing. When I think about The Flash and that very first season, that first penultimate episode of the very first season where literally Grant Gustin is weeping over his dead mother is one of the best, best episodes of TV I've ever seen. I need to go back to that essence. Mm. I don't know what's happening, but 
it was still campy. It was still light. It was still fun. It was still filled with actual villains that were evil and dark. I need them to get back to that mm -hmm. because it was so good. And this right here, I didn't care about. So for this to be Cisco's final mission on OG Team Blast, it was disappointing yeah. because he didn't technically have to do anything. I mean, they made him the hero by like, you know, navigating the blimp, but essentially that wasn't even necessary. Like we could have just had this episode be a party episode then and just let it be what it is. Yeah. Also a point of contention for me this episode, why did they have two separate parties? Now, Camille's yes. been gone all season. Mm -hmm. She really has been gone all season. And now all of a sudden she needs to have a separate party with Team Citizen. And Iris, who's known Cisco since day one, is not going to be at his farewell party with her husband and her dad. Get out of here. It just didn't even make sense. And also just have one party. Because technically, I like that y'all are pretending like Camilla has her own friends. But these are her boyfriend's friends. That's right. the reality. The reality is... She met them through her boyfriend, and these are his lifelong besties, and this should be a joint party. I just, I mean, I'm like, what's happening? But shout out, shout out to Cisco for being the head of Argus, essentially, mm. and almost a homeowner, because he wants to buy a place. Right. And shout out to the t-shirts over the years. Like, I don't know what else to say. I'm with you. Let's rate this episode. <laughs> um, where are you rating this? I'm going to give it a spoon only because I adore the show. I adore Carlos Valdez and I had the absolute pleasure at um, FanX Salt Lake City of doing a one-on-one -on -one interview with him. And he is phenomenal and it was so good. And he is up for anything. Bless you, Carlos Valdez, because you were playing my games on stage, on the fly. And I appreciate that. And so um, while I cannot necessarily give it a kitten because what happened in this episode, <laughs> um, I am going to definitely give it a spoon. Um, I'm leaning heavily, though, towards a kitten because Cisco's and actually, you know what? I'm going to change it to a kitten strictly because of Cisco's contributions over the last six years. Oh, I think nice. he's been the real MVP and I'm sad to see him go. But it's been a long time coming and I think it's the right choice. So um the only thing i am gonna say is cecile looking for this woman in the mirror what's happening because didn't we do the mirror verse last season yeah yeah well let's okay. well, hold on so. hold up we'll get there in predictions uh all right i'm gonna give it a spoon because i'm being generous because cisco was such a beloved character and you're right carlos was amazing to interview and he's very sweet and i'm definitely gonna miss him on team flash um but that's it that's those are the positives um what? everything else i almost slept through the episode um let's talk about some predictions i think that this whole i'm hoping whatever this woman in the mirror is does tie into where we started and something like this season started with us wrapping up the mirror verse so i would like if if we're gonna connect it fine because right now here's what we got this season mirror verse we talked her down with words and then she disappeared, not in jail. Then forces, so philosophical <laughs> concepts, theoretical concepts, um, were talked down and put into the, the speed force to be a family. And now, whatever the hell this is, let's tie it together. Connect, please. 
Yeah. So, um, Cecile looked like Iron Man. I'm just going to be honest. And like the woman in the mirror looks like Iron Man. It reminded me of in Supergirl. uh, What's his name? Guardian is the Guardian helmet. Um, I don't understand why we're back here. And now that Barry, based on the promos, will be trapped as well. And they could potentially die. Maybe that's the more intriguing storyline. Maybe if they die, I don't like, you know, I mean, obviously he's the Flash, so he will live again. But maybe if they die and whatever the impacts are of that, maybe. I just feel like there's little to no direction this season. And I might bite my words by the end. You know, maybe it all ties together quite nicely in the end. But the way the way I'm living these episodes right now, I see virtually no connection of things that have happened. And I don't understand any of it. And all I understand right now is that Barry and Iris will have a baby. That's that's really the only thing. Carlos left. Barry and Iris will have a baby. That's really the highlights of this. And Joe left a job and a pension. Those are the only three things that I will know about this show. So here we are. All right. Let's lastly discuss Batwoman. Um, here is the quick cap for episode 11, Armed and Dangerous. Um, As Luke's life hangs in the balance, repercussions from the devastating event are a catalyst for some life-changing decisions for those around him. Uh, What did you think about this episode, especially since you knew he wasn't gonna die? Yes, Uh, I liked it, but it was definitely slow. So I think high points for me, um, Luke is back and alive. Hello. Um, the crows are no more. Definitely saw that coming. I mean, it had to come to a head and especially when Sophie left, it it made sense. I do feel like not to jump ahead to predictions, but I do feel like Sophie and Papa Kane will create a new organization. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like she is very much a, um, service woman, if that makes sense. Yeah. And she wants to be of service. And so I don't see her just kind of doing nothing. I mean, even though she is working with team Batwoman, I do think that something will change in that regard. Um, to Alice's point, she's broken in that garage and, uh, more times than she can count. And that's how she knows the crows are bad at security facts. Um, (laughs) but the fact that she is teaming up with Papa Kane to find Kate 2.0, I'm intrigued by that because again, I do feel like Papa Kane's storyline has been lackluster Mm -hmm. and, you know, you have mentioned several times that you would be okay if he died. Yes. Um, so now let's give him a little bit more purpose and helping actually save Kate 2.0. Um, and really that was the majority of the episode. I, I will say I do like the conversation that Javicia and Sophie had about Luke's um, getting shot. Um, I think that that was a highlight of the episode for me, one of the highlights. But mm-hmm. yeah, how about you? How are you feeling? Um, I agree that it was slow. Um, I do like the way that we took down the crows and like, we were like, they are corrupt. Here's evidence they're corrupt. Here's indisputable evidence. Um, they are trying to kill the head. Like, I think that was a really nice way, um, to get to where we got. I totally agree with your prediction, um, of Sophie and Papa Kane launching a new organization because he has to do something. Um, but I do agree. I like Alice, uh, teaming up with him not to get into predictions, but I would love to see that result in his death. Um, that like they save Kate (laughs) and that he ends up dying in, in saving Kate. 
Mm. Um, I'd be cool with that. <laughs> I also do like that although Black Mask is still like the big bad of the season, we didn't need to deal with them this episode. Um, and Luke, um, Luke chose to die. Um, and I really mm-hmm. hope that like that's addressed because he chose death and then woke up. So he chose death and he did it like he chose death, but they don't know that. So right. I think, I think because he just woke it up, I wonder if he is going to have, I would love to see him go to a therapist and kind of talk through the issues um, and also kind of deal with the fact of being alive when he didn't want to. Right. Because I think that that's also very hard to reconcile. And so I do think that, you know, we kind of see in the, the promo that Diggle uh, comes to mm. Gotham and he has a conversation with him. And that's helpful. I love seeing, you know, two black men talk about their feelings, but I also really want him to need a therapist because I do yeah. think, you know, it's it's hard. And you he suffered a trauma and how to deal with that and how to move forward. And I think hopefully the writers do it justice on how, um, you know, he goes from this trauma and he deals with this trauma to becoming Batwing. So I, I want to see, you know, yeah. a good road kind of connected along the way. Absolutely. So um, how are you rating it? How I'm, are you feeling? Um, I am going to rate it. Um, I think I kidding. I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I mean, it was a little slow, um, but I like where we're going. I This season of Batwoman is really like, this is a story. Here is point A to point B. We're tying things together. We're moving along. Everything's connected. So I'm enjoying that. What about you? Yeah, I actually am going to give it a kitten too. I had a good time. Slow, but I understand kind of why. I mean, it, it actually kind of makes sense that this would be a slower episode and they needed to deal with the crows and um, the brutality and things like that and, and Luke's trauma. So I'm excited to, to press ahead. So any more predictions that you have? Because I think we kind of we kind of touched on them. I just yeah. my, I hope he goes to therapy. I, I agree. I do predict that he will have to deal with the consequences of his or his emotion, internal consequences of the fact that he chose to die and then woke up alive. Um, and I do agree that it will probably lead to his end up being as we see Batwing. Um, I still think that Papa <laughs> should die and should be killed in. in search and save of Kate. Um, and I think we're, you know, we've got what, four episodes left, I believe. Um, something like that. So maybe, um, th- maybe three, I don't know. I don't know. I... But, um, yeah, I think probably we won't get to see Sophie and, and Papa Kane's new thing until next season. That's my prediction. Agreed. All right. Shall we discuss our performer of the week? Let's um, do it. Yeah. So I I am going to give it to Javicia Leslie. So um, I actually think that like her having that conversation with Sophie about feeling guilty mm. um, uh, about being responsible for Luke being shot and basically telling him that he was useless essentially because he wasn't the type of person to take physical action. Right. Um, I thought that that was a really good conversation. I thought that Javicia like really showed her range. And so I'm going to give it to her with honorable mention going to Carlos um, just for his final episode. Because again, I just let's sing it, send him off with a, with a bang. So how about you? Um, I'm giving it to um, Astra. I 
feel so bad that I do not know the actress's name. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, but I am going to give it to her because um, she had to essentially carry the entire episode. Um, which is rough because she's the newest addition to the team. Um, and so I think she did a really great job and had to sing as well. Um, so yeah, I'm giving to her. And the actress is, um, Melody, or, or Melody, uh, Neiman, Nyman, Olivia Swan. Olivia Swan is the actress. Ignore the other name I came with. Olivia Swan is who is my performer of the week. Sorry, everybody. It's been a long day. Um, All right. Style icon of the week. Where are you going with style? I mean, um, I think we are the same. Okay. Rainbow Raiders outfit was real cute, uh, even though she was not a villain. But she she was real cute. And then honorable mention to all of Carlos's T-shirts. Uh, and him giving away said t-shirts at his going away party, I thought was fitting. Um, I just have to say, I've been searching for that jacket and cannot find it. Anyone who works on that team, please tell me where to find the rainbow leather jacket. Also those shoes. Um, So that's that. All right, um, WTF or OMG moment. So when Jordan sneezed those icicles, that actually was shocking for me. I was like, oh, like I was not expecting it to be icicles. Yeah. So um, I definitely was like, I don't what's happening here. Um, And then the reveal that Morgan is Clark's brother. So what about you? Um, I'm going to go with actually same episode, but I'm going to go with when um, General Lane threw the like smoke bomb of kryptonite in the home of Superman after Heath was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to hurt him. You threw the bomb in their home. What is, I was very, I was I was yelling at the TV. I guess he was like, well, he's not here right now. And so, you know, you're like, yeah, okay. But the after effects, which we've clearly seen, like Clark has right. been affected after, yeah. um, or Superman's been affected, both have been both impacted have been after. And so I'm just like, So oh, rude, you know? anyway. Yes. All right. And that is it for Super Lady Hero Hour. Until next time, where can everyone keep up with you, KB? Per usual, Twitter, Instagram, at the Lady KB. That's T H E L A D Y K A Y B. Um, and if you like food shows, there is a new Netflix food series. Uh, and it is hosted by Dame Drops, who is known on YouTube for his like food, fast food critiques. And um, it is hilarious. And I did an interview with him. So definitely, definitely um, check out Fresh, Fried, and Crispy on Netflix now. Available streaming as of today. Oh, um, you can also find me on the internet um, at Yeltiegel. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Also check out our Loki review on Super Lady Hero Hour. It is up now. So watch the new episode of Loki and then check that out. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.